Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite. And the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 466 of Lave Radio, the show about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Sophia, otherwise known as Colin Ford, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our SRV Banksy driver, that's Commander Alec Turner. Good evening, everyone. We have our staff liaison officer. Commander Psychic. Hello. And also we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edleweiss, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. I'm feeling very threatened here. There's lots of spiky things. Lovely. Um, if you wish, you can join us live. Uh, ben is hanging out with spiky things at uh, a barnacle site. Um, where is it? I'm in HIP 22460 Planet 3 Barnacle Site number 3, which is, which is according to canon, a barnacle mm -hmm. forest. Ooh. Uh, which I think yes, is basically it, it, what they, they say is you know, th there's more than one of these big barnacle things. Yeah. Lovely. And, 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 and um, there are many barnacle, barnacle things here. I can, I can see that. It's, uh, yeah, lots of them. Um, so, uh, if you can't join us live, uh, then join us in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through leaveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat. Uh, uh, otherwise, go straight to twitch.tv slash radio. We're there. We're also live on Facebook, YouTube, and XE Twitter, or excrement, or whatever you want to call it these days. Um, so, let's go around the team see how they've been this week and let's let's start with um alec mm-hmm mm -hmm. mm -hmm. start with me it's a busy week do it 
Uh, I have in-game, out-of-game. Oh, um, important uh, sticky bun update. I attempted to take my next sticky bun into work in a box, and that didn't work either. So I have now abandoned sticky buns in favor of um, almond croissants, which survived the journey nicely. Uh, 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 what else have I been up to? Out-of-game, uh, went for nice big slap-up breakfast at a garden center. Uh, went with my son to the driving range because it was pissing with rain, so we couldn't do the um, pitch and putt golf course that we usually do. So we got the machine to dispense 100 balls and slam those <laughs> down the range for half an hour, which is jolly good fun. Um, In-game, I, I had a bit of an odd week, actually. This is a sort of in-game, out-of-game thing. Um, uh, it's a bit sad news, really, but um, on Saturday, but it, yeah, interesting story as well. On Saturday, I was, um, I received an email um, that somebody, uh, a commander called John Derbyshire had sadly passed away the previous Monday. Um, I'm telling this story because I, I think it's interesting because we all know each other largely by um, commander names, even often when we go to conventions. Um, but the name John Derbyshire seriously nagged at me. I, it was one of those, I know I know this guy, but I can't place who he is. Um, it was a lovely the name email. Does ring a bell. Indeed. It was a, it was, um, a lovely email from um, a friend of his, actually his bartender, who um, regaled me with some lovely stories about how John used to pop into his pub every day and tell him about the latest buckyball race and how much fun he was having. So um, anyway, I trawled through sent email i contacted a few people i trolled through sent emails because obviously i can't announce um the wrong person by mistake anyway i i tracked john down who uh, john down he was known as um commander bethrail mithrana uh, and used the forum name new model 15. um so actually quite a blow because i'm i'm well aware of new model 15. he's um he actually took part his his first buckyball race was the first race I ever hosted back in 3301 called the Bump and Grind Outpost Dash. Um, that was John's introduction to buckyball. He he signed up for the Fuel Rats in the same year, so um, I guess there may be some Fuel Rats listening that knew um, knew John. Well, I um, would guess Terracom might if he does. Yeah, and he took part in in numerous races. Um, over the intervening years and I, I was sort of mildly startled to realize um that actually he he submitted his last run for prison break two which was uh the race just before the last one right at the end of october um not quite sure what happened it was all a bit sudden apparently um i might be getting more details but anyway so i, I just wanted to um send a fond salute to a fallen commander and buckyball racer um yeah. Um, in other in-game news, uh, I have um, I continued to um, try out the Elite Dangerous French um, adventures. Um, it's nice to see they're getting a lot of attention. Actually, they got a shout out mm -hmm. on Burpit. Um, it was actually in the Burpit Discord where I first sort of heard about them in their kind of promote your thing section. Uh, and they've also got a mention on loose screws, so they're getting lots of lovely attention now. Um, yeah, and on guard frequency. Uh, did they? Excellent. Yep. Okay, I didn't pick up on that. Brilliant. 
Um, yeah, completed my third adventure, so I'm um, slowly climbing my way up the league table, and they're, they're, they've been consistently excellent. So you might find some I, new voices on there soon. Right, I saw they were putting out a call for um, for voice actors. Okay, interesting. Noted. I will. I will listen. They out. they have they have put calls out for voice actors. So if anybody is interested, it's all on the website as well. It's 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 cool. They're nice. They're nice people. Excellent. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I switched to. I, I've been distracted by these spire sabotage missions, which I think we will come on to later. But they're bloody fantastic, and I have lots to say. That's been my week. Excellent. Uh, we will pass over to Ben. Uh, so, yeah, I had a game I've had. The only exciting, in inverted commas, thing I've done this week was going with the pretty a fairly significant portion of the extended family to see the Marvels, and then we all went out for dinner with the kids and things. Um I found it a very funny film, so I can understand why some people are, what the hell is this? Rubbish. Um, but I went into it and I basically started laughing within a couple of minutes of the of the film starting. And I'm not convinced I stopped for more than two minutes until the end of the show. So, yeah. I assume it's meant to be funny. I would assume it's meant to be funny as well, yes. At least I hope it's meant to be funny, because if it wasn't, <laughs> I did the wrong thing. Um, yeah. Nothing yeah. worse than a film that's un, uh, undeliberately funny. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure the the level of absurdity in it is dialed up to eleven. It has to be deliberate. Yes, my um, my wife and son went to see it, and she started describing things about brains that hatch kittens with octopus mouths, and it sounded absolutely bonkers. It, yeah, that that's that's fair. Um, I think as if you've been anywhere on social media and seen anything about it, the actress who plays Miss Mar Ms. Marvel, um, Iman Vellani, I think is her name, um, she stole the show. You know, she her, her acting was it, 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 every time she was all of her interactions were just a delight and a joy to see. Um, yeah, was, she was just great in it. She was definitely MVP of the show. Um, out of game, out of game, out of real life, in game, um, I wound up actually. This is why I'm here here tonight. I was I was going to go off and have a look at your Barnacle Spires, Alec. Um, right. but, but then I was like, you know what? Before I go to the Barnacle Spires, maybe I should go and get myself a bigger, better. Um, oh. Resistant cargo rack, the corrosion cargo, resistant, yeah, cargo. corrosion resistant cargo rack. So I'm like, okay, well, I can go and get some, go get myself some some metal alloys, and I, I popped over to Marope, which used to be my metal alloy hunting ground, only to find that place looking deader than a highly polluted coral reef. Um, I then got in touch with LCU and Cannon. Then, hey guys, um, do you know where we can find living barnacles? Because you know, whenever I go and look for look, do a Google on, on on barnacle sites, it's coming up with all these sites in the Playon and so on, but they're all dead now. Do we have anywhere that's living? Um, and LCU was like, 
Yeah, we have a few, we have some, uh, not many, and we haven't really been doing much on them or updating them and things like that. Would you mind going off and having a look here? Um, so I I told him I would come out to HAP two two four six zero and have a look at the barnacles the barnacle sites here, which are all well. There's three of them, and they are all alive and well. And one of them is a barnacle forest, which is the the spiky boy that I'm flying around. Uh, you do have to be careful of Thargoids coming in and saying hi. Um, they haven't come down to this site yet today, but they were at the other site when I was flying when I was flying around there. Um, but you know, this basically led to a oh, was, I had such a noob moment. Um, I'm embarrassed by this actually. I got I got to the site ready to have a look around and things like that, only to realise that my anaconda didn't have an SRV bay in it. <laughs> That should have been on last uh, week's show. It should have been. I was just like, oh, you, you, you muppets. Um, that is a really the, dumb thing that people do all the time. We should have remembered that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, I, I got to the place and um, yeah, I got I got to, I got to the place and the thing. I was like, oh. You know, I knew I needed a planetary um probe place. So I was like, you know, I knew I had that. But yeah, getting somewhere without the right tools, I was like, oh, you knob. Um, and then when I was driving around this environment last night, I managed to make myself feel very sick because it is very, very bumpy. Um, and usually I've been fine driving around SOVs, but, you know, it's just, I don't know if it's the new terrain or if it's just these, these, this place is just so bumpy. And I mean, these, these bumps are as big as your SOV. Yeah, it does look especially bumpy. Um, but oh my god, you know, I, I was I was going to be doing it in VR because, like, you know, I'm not going out on foot. I'm fine, uh, and I'm so glad I didn't do it in VR, man. Um, I have to say, Ben, yeah. um, we mm -hmm. were talking about this just before the show, but but this is real news to me that the barnacle sites, you know, the the, the much loved old barnacle sites, most most of them are um, most of them are to be wrecked and dead. Yeah, most of them appear to be dead, and you know, Canon are kind. I don't. I, I don't want to put words into LCU's mouth. They know that some of them are dead because he knew that the one I was at was dead. Um, yeah. Because it, it was my understanding that they were a bit like sort of mining hotspots that they would get sort of you know if people went and shot them all up they'd stay shot up for a little while but then but they, the they'd recover or, the, or a couple of days later they'd they'd be regenerated again. So. I'm fascinated to know when this happened. You know, when when did they start dying? I, th I think I remember things dying down. I want to say almost a couple of years ago. Wow. Um, it, it has been a long time since I've actively. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've not looked for I've things. not looked for any of these things for a good couple of years. So you know, it might have just passed me by. Uh, but I don't remember barnacle forests being a thing either. Well, I've, I've known that barnacle forests were, yeah. were a thing. I, um, I didn't know there were places to... with like four or five of the barnacles all at the same place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't remember seeing anywhere as visually spectacular and horrific as this is. Um, yeah, it's always been, good. you know, one or two barnacles and then a ring of spiky things around them. Um, 
So according to Terakov, LCU is saying more barnacle sites have gone missing recently. So, yeah. Right. That's weird. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Yeah. Welcome to welcome to live news. Wotherspoon is saying the Pleiades sites have been dead for at least five years. Yes. <laughs> Got my finger on the pulse here. Amazing. Amazing. Live radio, your, your oh. topical news show about Elite Dangerous. Terracov was asking if um, if LCU has more gone... LCU wasn't sure, and it's not something they've been actively investigating, Terracov, uh, which is why LCU was like, Aid, could you come out and have a look at this place and get back to me? So, so I did. And in other was... breaking news that we'll be covering later in the show, apparently Jack's station has jumped into the central <laughs> galaxy somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was it was it was fun, and I, I was I was having an absolutely horrendous time doing all this kind of stuff, uh, playing video games till about one in the morning yesterday. Lovely, um, but you know, dead game, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, dead game. Um, right, uh, Claire. I can't imagine doing anything till one o'clock in the morning, like playing video games until one o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh no, wait! I was playing and I was playing Baldur's Gate three with my sister on my <laughs> Twitch channel until fucking half past midnight last night, and I can't believe we went. I cannot believe it went on for that long. Something like I don't. I, I right. Okay. Something so kismety with the story happened. And I've never, like, I've got 500 hours in the game. I've never experienced this before. It was, it was, I didn't go to sleep. I didn't actually actively fall asleep until I saw five o'clock this morning because I was still thinking about how perfect it was in a story for a story beat for the parallels in the story beat it was the sexiest thing that has ever happened in a video game and i was so excited about it and it didn't feature any vampires it was no vampires about it it was very good and i'm still buzzing about all of that um i've done some what else have i done like i haven't been out the house because it was raining on one on the sunday so we didn't go out uh, <laughs> i have done um some cyberpunk i have done some um elite dangerous i've been playing playing with the new spire things which have been a lot of fun actually managed to complete like a whole loop and it's very rewarding and i'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit later um i um i feel like now like all of the strikes have got um resolved i feel i can i'm now in a position to be able to wax lyrical about loki because Yes, you mean the sag and so on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Marvel is a. Um, is, I'm sure the Marvels is is um, passable and fun, and I cannot wait to watch it. I think it's going to be a really good romp. But Tom Hiddleston is carrying the MCU at the moment on his um, on his beautiful, oh God, beautiful yes. shoulders. Oh my fucking god! That like that like, that series oh. is a masterpiece. Can I? It's can an I ask absolute you? Masterpiece. Uh, you... do, do not sport do not this say is, anything that might involve no, I haven't started yet. Uh, I was waiting until okay. they've all been released before. You, they've all released. Yeah, they've all released. Were you expecting a flick nope. moment? Nope. 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 Um, I wasn't expecting anything. I I 
it's the first time watching a show like that that I've managed to remain spoiler free. Okay. Because um, I'm I'm normally I'm normally such a bitch for spoilers. I will go and find <laughs> them. Um, husband will tell me. Um, mm. uh, so I I um I I oh my god. Um, so I watched all of that and I well I watched the last episode and um, cried. I've been. Mm. Um, there's there's so there's so much good stuff out there at the moment and so much good narrative both in games and um tv and video and um movies and all of that stuff it, there's a lot of amazing beautiful stories and we're in we're like it's such a good time and then i cried at the game the the golden joysticks and then i cried at the um the game award nominations because i am fragile um and i've also been playing um a fair amount of um uh the new warhammer game that frontier have just released Is that the, the sigma it, one Sigma, yeah, um, it's a, a nice simple title that rolls off the tongue. Warhammer: Age of Sigma: Real, Realms of Ruin. Nice and simple, catchy title. Um, but it is, it is excellent. It crashed a few times today, but it is excellent. All of the cutscenes are motion captured, and you can tell, and it is wonderful. And the characters are really engaging. And while I am shit at real-time strategy games, I am very much enjoying the story. <laughs> Um, I'm just just terrible at it. Um, so I will I will play that. I will at least play the campaign on easy through to completion because it's a um, it's a good romp um, that comes out. It, the deluxe edition. If you've got the deluxe or another thing, it came came out today. Um, but it comes out in three days for those with the normal normal purchase. It's a fun game. Frontier have done a good job. Um, for anyone concerned about Frontier not doing a good job or things along those lines. It did crash a lot today. I was very frustrated, but we managed to work our way through it. Um, it was just crashing on one mission at a particular point. Um, and then it and then it was perfect and it was fine. Um, but yeah, um, Frontier doing well. Well done. Well done. Well done, Frontier. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I haven't really done done much else, really. I assume you are very, very happy with the how the award things went. Oh fuck yeah! Holy shit! Holy shit! What what a what a be- what a beautiful um, again what a beautiful time to be playing video games because there's some wonderful ones in there. Um, I I feel so I feel a little bit sorry for Starfield, um, <laughs> like a little bit sorry for Starfield. Um, in that it's not their fault they suck i i yeah it's i i feel like they had they had an expectation and had it not been for some of the incredible quality games that have come out um had it been for example the year had starfield released in the year that it takes two one game of the year then maybe it would have been in more categories but as Mm. it happens it isn't <laughs> um, there have been a lot of good games this year there have been a lot there have been a lot of good games but it's really i find it really interesting that there um there are comments from people saying there there aren't a lot of good games this year that's why boulders gate is getting so many nominations because any other year boulders gate wouldn't get nominations and it's like have you played have you genuinely sat there and played the game they've not played that game exactly um, I mean, I feel sorry for Final Fantasy 16 because mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to it. I was really impressed with it. Mm-hmm. And then Baldur's Gate 3. Well, Ben Starr is probably going to win Best Performance. Mm. Um, who played, I want to say, 
Clive, yeah. I think he's probably going to get best best performance over Neil Newborn and over Yuri. I think it's going to be between the three of them, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to be quite close, but I think Ben Starr will grab it. I was just Yuri Spider-Man, Golden... isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I was just glad that the Golden Joysticks had supporting and um fuck off a paphos. Um I thought it was uh, I I'm sorry, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, dear. <laughs> I, yeah, I think um, I think uh, it was good that the Golden Joysticks had best performance and best before, best supporting performance because it gave them both the opportunity to shine. I think it's just magnificent in this year that people who are portraying characters so earnestly and so beautifully have managed to get an, an excellent... have managed to do just such an excellent and amazing job. And also, like... a portraying a diverse group of um characters um in in as far as like the sexuality and things like that is concerned it's been a really really good year for um a little bit more sort of fluidity in that way do you, do, you, do you see what I'm? Do you see where I'm going? I'm coming from with that. Yes, it's, it's, I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. Yes, it, it's it's nice to not just have to play a heterosexual man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just ask a quick question? Actually, if if the what well, in the main performance, who would you say the main performance in BG three is? Because everybody's kind of supporting, really. So, okay. It's such an so, ensemble cast. It is an ensemble cast, absolutely. Um, if you if you go by top build, mm-hmm. uh, as far as that, you would say it's Amelia and then Neil, as far as mm-hmm. like the cast is concerned. So it's narrator and then Astarian. So and then I think it then goes to Shadowheart as the next one down. Um, wasn't Amelia down as she was, as yeah. Well? She absolutely was. She absolutely yeah, was. Yeah, so but, so was the yeah. narrator, wasn't it? Yeah. That was Amelia, wasn't it? Amelia yeah. is a narrator. Amelia Tyler is a narrator. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think I think it's been it's I think it's been an incredible year for um games, and I am not surprised that Starfield has not had the the nods that maybe some Bethesda fans were hoping for. It's quite ironic. And that's me that... being super fucking diplomatic. <laughs> it's quite ironic that No Man's Sky got best conti- or best game people still play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was yeah. wonderful. I loved that. Well, I do like the fact, yeah, I mean, they, they have put out so many updates to that game and they have turned around everything. They, so. they deserve everything they're getting. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but I, I'm hoping one day that Odyssey has gets the, the recognition it deserves in the same way. Um, right, let's have a quick look over what I've been doing. Well, um, too much Final Fantasy 15 and 7 this week. Far too much. You... <laughs> I just got to the um, cloud cross-dressing and dancing scene, which was absolutely hilarious. So uh, that was, yeah. <laughs> that, that was uh, a thing? It, it is a thing, and it, it's absolutely fantastic. I would recommend watching it for the hilarity. Um, I've also been making the birds feel sick in an SRV in, using VR uh, by jumping off the spires. <laughs> Honestly, I now know how Wiley Coyote feels when he goes off <laughs> and then just plummets. Uh, yeah, and I've also signed up for the uh, Elite Dangerous site. I didn't get number 300. I was aiming for 300, but I'm something like 298 or something like that. Oh. 
Or is I he in, as in 200th person to join, 298th person to join. Yeah, but 298 person. To, I wanted the 300 so then I can shout, this is Sparta. But obviously, <laughs> it, it didn't happen. So, um, after all that, uh, we will go on straight to the community news because um, obviously with Age of Sigma, I have to be so careful to say it's not Age of Magma because I'm not a fan of that particular particular Warhammer thing. But... Yeah, me either. I've got no idea what's going on all the time. But it's yeah. great. It's a fun story. Well, I, I know. I know. I get, I know the, the general gist of it. It's just, uh, I don't know. I'm Maybe I'm just Warhammered out. Um, the community news. We have, uh, from Rootstat, a last interview with Sally Morgan Moore. I haven't had a chance to catch up with this. Um, so has anybody? No. Well, I I wonder if I I listened to it because I, I I'm th this was from a month or a few months back, and I definitely remember following Rootstrat's um, stream. I think it was a charity live stream, maybe. So I'm I, I suspect I've already heard it, but um, uh, I'm going to listen to it again anyway. Yeah, good interview apparently. Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah, so that, that's something to catch up with yet. Um, I must admit, I, I only heard about this uh, sort of like about half an hour ago, so I haven't had a chance. Yeah, he posted um, it on the forum we, today, actually, and then I sort of suddenly thought, oh, gosh, that's interesting. People would like to hear that, I'm sure. Excellent. Um, we also have the Starburn community event with a cinematic showcase. Oh, by goodness. By... Yeah. Oraxis Animus. Okay, everyone take a drink. I know no, that I've was got right. that wrong. No, that was right. What? Oraxis Animus. That was correct. Sounds that was correct. You see what happens when you take a pause to read the thing before you actually read it? It means it makes a world of difference, Colin, when you actually read the words you're supposed to be oh, saying. It's great. Gosh. That's harsh for someone who's dyslexic, yes. Mm, yeah. Well, take a pause, mate. It's all good. Um. I um uh, I actually saw this video last week. I nearly threw it into last week's community section, but we had so many other things that um I don't know, it didn't quite make the shortlist. But um, but then a forum thread popped up um by the guy. I think it's the guy who made the video. Um, I'll just read out the the little line that he he wrote actually because I thought it was quite nice. But um, so he took part in a community event basically and made a cinematic showcase of of some of the shenanigans. And he wrote um. I was lucky enough to be able to take part and record footage from the community event organized by the folks at Elite Events. Not quite sure what that group is. I'm going to have to do some research. Um, in the vastness of space and all the emptiness, these things make the community feel most important part of the game. This is a nice change from chasing missions, purging Thargoids, relogging for materials farming and running away from gankers. I applaud all the community groups organizing such and I will try to get involved more. And we'll put a link in the show notes to the forum thread that he started and this very nice cinematic video that he's made. Uh, yeah, that was the community makes this game and community events reflect that in a big way, the forum thread, wasn't it? Yes, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, excellent. Um, it's something, again, something I'm catching up with because of, <laughs> I got distracted on the forums because someone said, post your 3D miniatures. So I did. I thought somebody involved. was wrong on the forums. <laughs> no, I just don't believe it. 
No, neither do I. Um, yes. Commander Solo, who was on foot, took on five Banshee interceptors. This is incredible. Has anyone seen it? Yep. Yes, I have. It's, it yes, is I incredible, isn't it? Bonkers. I mean, yeah, it is good. bonkers. As, as, as someone who struggled to take out one on uh, yesterday, um, I saw, oh my God. This is the. It's, 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 mm, I haven't even I, tried, but it's 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 really skillful. I mean, he hasn't. Yeah. It's not even all grade five gear. He shows his gear at the end. He's he's in a, a dominator suit, obviously. So he's got two main weapons and a sidearm. But it's there's just beautiful use of things like the shield grenades when he needs them to, you know, give his shields time to recharge and go out for another sprint. And he's it's not even one at a time. I mean, he's got like three on him at certain points and um, and he's just zigzagging and weaving and mm. basically constantly shooting them in the nuts. It's, it's we, we, talk, we, talk, we mentioned this yesterday, didn't we? We were talking about it yesterday. Um, Probably, I'm right on your screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it's, you know, it, it, almost sounds, it almost sounds as if the Thargoids need an extra layer of protection that will help against the infantry. No, 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 they don't. It's it's so tricky, Colin. It's so tricky for the rest of us. Don't make it harder for the rest of us. (laughs) This guy is not the normal. (laughs) This isn't the norm. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got to, I've got to catch up on that then because I want to. I definitely want to see this. Now we'll be obviously talking about this um, quite soon, but there are two videos here. Uh, one from Mechan. Oh, it's three now. Oh, including. Oh, yeah. Of course, I didn't see the one at the bottom. It's a really good one. Yeah. Um, yes. All three of them by Mechan, and then there's Ricardo's Gaming and Alec and the, the lovely Alec Turner. Whoever who's that? He is. Who that? Who that? We'll, have to, find, we'll yep. have to find out more about him. Maybe we could get him on the show once or twice. Get him on. Get him we'll have a word. We'll have a word with him. He's we'll have a word. Like the right well, <laughs> you would know, Ben. <laughs> right. Um, well, yes, that's all about sabotaging the Thargoid spires. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking about these missions uh, in depth in, in, in a bit, I think. Uh, so, yeah. still there yeah i'm still here can you everyone hear me because yeah. this yes yeah, yeah it's it's the, uh, virgin media oh, has been just awful listening to what you're saying yeah virgin media has just been awful for the last couple of days everyone's just cutting out um right it's even not as bad as last week mind yeah. right no, we, in- got, we got you call yeah the in-game events of what has been happening this week oh before i forget um, if you do have a community event taking place soon and you'd like us to shout about it across the airwaves, tweet the crew at Lave Radio or e- email info at laveradio.com. Um, I've now got access to that, so I am checking it. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's not just me reading your email now. Amazing. Yeah, yeah and the, I, I'm just shocked at the amount of... We oh, the amount your... of shit we get. Oh, oh God. I know. Yeah, would you would you like to uh, a demo of this latest band? We're not that kind of radio show. Uh yes. Anyway. Yeah. Or I, I'm doing SEO and so on. Oh, mm. doing SEO. Do the doing SEO. People don't know. This is going to be a huge tangent, and it's only going to be um, interesting to like maybe three people. So I'll stop. Do <laughs> 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 fucking <laughs> mm. Just just create a thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And relax, Claire. <laughs> 
deep breaths. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll go for ASMR mode just to try and calm you down. GTFO, right. Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry. GT. Oh, the Grand Theft Auto 6. No, stuff. no, we're moving on. We're moving yeah, on. We're, we're moving on. on. We're moving on. We're moving on. But, mommy. Any other business, Ben? Any other I can't exactly business. go about daddy, can I? <laughs> I'm your daddy. I've only got uh, the only daddy Savlon's my daddy. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. In game events, what has been happening this week? Well, on the 10th of November, Palin makes Thargoid Spire breakthrough, uh, which was effectively, he says that these spire sites are refineries that refine fuel or supplies for the Titans. Which would explain what those yellow docks are, because you've seen authoresses come and go from there, and they dock with a yellow point uh, on the spire, and then fly again. They're obviously taking something from this, this refinery and taking it up to the um, up to the Titan. Oh, wait, are um, you saying that the yellow portal in the spire goes to the Titans? That's an interesting. No, no, I'm oh, saying okay. that's just a dock. Okay, it's just a dock. So that's where it, you know, they 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 fly in, fuel up. Oh, I see. Fly out again, and then they fly up to the uh, up to well, the Titan and dock I in the yellow you were port. There. Something truly amazing for a second there that they fly into the spire and then appear magically inside the Titan, and they've got a, they've like got a, a wormhole teleporter or something. But no, as you were, as you were, I th I think I may have overexcited myself with that thought. <laughs> <laughs> Stop overexciting yourself. Yeah, it's basically it's their it's their refueling hub. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that, uh, am I right in thinking this basically coincides with our with you know the suspicion that barnacle sites like the one I'm at are basically gas stations for thargoids? Yeah, I think it, it's yeah. these are yeah. gas stations for titans. Yeah. Oh, you know. Oh God, you know what would be absolutely amazing? Wouldn't you just love to see a titan? Coming down to one of these to refuel. To refuel. Shifting the planet's gravity ever so slightly with its sheer girth. Maybe anti-gravity anti stuff or something. Yeah, it'd be like all those epic science fiction films where you see the shadow creeping across the landscape. And... Mm. Oh, gosh. That would be so epic, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. For sure. In a, oh, shit, we're all going to die moment, but you know. Yeah, in one of those moments, that sounds yeah. good. Have we have we lost Colin? I think we might have lost Colin. Oh, we might. Are we losing him? We, we might. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah. then we had, then we had on the. Did I we want to use this moment to talk about the Thargoid spy stuff? I think we can probably. Can we? Not, can we? I suppose we could. I suppose we could. I haven't even looked to see I, uh, what our main discussion was going to be. Yeah, no, no, we can talk about it. Seems as good a place as any. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> good, aren't they? I think they yeah, are. Man. Actually, that doesn't do it justice. I think they are bloody brilliant in 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 lots of different ways. Yeah, I I, would agree. I, I really like I really like the two parter mm -hmm. thing. That that feels really neat way of you know as they've sort of introduced different mechanics at the Titans and things. Um, some of it signal boosted or signposted. Some of it we kind of had to work out ourselves how to do. I really like this, just a mission that says, go and do this thing and bring me some stuff. And then another mission that says, right, here's your thing, go and... 
I don't know. It, it's really cool. I wish they'd done more of this. I think it's it's great. an interesting way around the um, like a linked mission thing. Rather than being a linked mission, you can you only unlock the next phase of the mission. Let's say if you have the reward from the other thing. So yeah. it it's 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 conditional rather than um, a direct link. Which I really, really, really like. Yeah, I mean, we all knew this mission was coming, but it's it's it, it's great, and I love how um, the scenario of you know I, I love how what you do is so mixed in terms yes. of ship SRV on foot. It's the thing we've been talking about. We've for been like begging years. for that since Odyssey came out. Combat, and please. Yeah, all in there, and not only is it all in there, but there's loads of different ways of doing this you know i watched you on stream go using um you've got to go in on foot to sort of activate the um semi-refined mineral thing where you have to shoot the two uh nerve clusters and then shoot the thing in the wall and it falls out um so you have to do a little bit of on foot but then some people are using a ship with limpets to scoop mm -hmm. the stuff up some people are using um, SRVs. Some people are going in on foot and basically, you know, going in guns blazing and getting rid of all the revenants and banshees first. Some people are going in in teams and one team member runs distraction and the other sneaks in. There's so many different ways to do it. It supports whatever gameplay you fancy. It's yeah, Brilliant. it's very cool. Yeah, I have to admit, I mean, I've, I've, I've not gone to the Spire's to do the missions yet, but I loved hanging around the spires the other week, and I'm delighted that they've now got missions involving the spires too. Um, yeah. I mean, this is the kind of, it's the kind of thing we've got so many bloody amazing locations in game, and no reason to go to them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and... whereas these are real hotspots. I mean, there's oh. so many different types of gameplay going on. You know, some people are getting these, are doing these missions. Other people are going there because they're still doing the authorous money making thing. Mm. Some people are going there because once you poison the spire, it goes absolutely batshit crazy and throws loads of top level interceptors at you. So some people are going there for that to get their Far, to you know, farm thargoids. Does it actually do that? I didn't yeah, know that. Like, yeah, yeah. It goes mental once you poison it. I mean, I, because of the way I played it in an SRV and I just get the hell out of there, I don't mm. really get to see that. But I think if you hang around, there are all sorts of interceptors that spawn at that point. Uh, Lee Screws was talking about, you know, about going there to get their thargoid combat funk on. The only thing I wish, and I don't know if these might be too big, but yeah, I noticed this yesterday when I was walking around uh, collecting materials. You know, I was like, oh, you know what I wish I could do? Just like, I've shot the thing off. Let me just now go and pick that mining fragment up and shove it in my backpack. That's the only, you know, and I, I wish, I don't know if that, I don't know how appropriate to... that. Yeah, the fact yeah. I've got to go around with my SRV, especially because, you know, the places it was going, it's like okay, so we're not. I'm not in a good place for this. But you go and park a mining fragment deep down someone's cr uh, some crevasse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, how the bloody hell are we meant to get an SRV in that? Limpets. Collect limpets yeah, do a very good job. Yeah, now. but you can't use them to collect. Um, would it collect mining fragments? I don't know. Uh, Metro alloys. Uh, but I was yeah, also. 
I was ho I was hoovering up materials and things as well. And I get do they do they hoover up materials? I would imagine so. In the same yeah. way, if they if they target if you can target them from your ship, you can pick them up. You can't target the because I, I was manually shooting a couple of spires mm -hmm. when I when I realised on yeah last night that I didn't have my SRV, but I did I did have limpets. Mm -hmm. I deliberately went off and shot a few spires, yep. but I couldn't target meta alloys, and I couldn't target the materials I was shooting off. You should be. You should. You should be. So able to. Yeah, no, I couldn't. Um, so then I went. Were you just and... not close enough? Do you think? I was right up that meta alloy's arse. I was, I was close enough. Because if it, if it's pick, if you can pick it up with an SRV, you can you should be able to pick it up with a limpet. If you can't, if it's not something that you have to physically pick up by hand, you should be able to pick it up from the ground by um, via limpet because you can do all of that with the um, the uh, whatever the shit is called that they need hmm. impure spire material or mineral or something like that. Yeah, and the impure the is the one that drops down from the ceiling, and the semi-refined is the one. It's you the one that you I'm, have to, I'm you wondering have to the because yeah. I'm wondering with this being Horizons content rather nope. than Odyssey content. I know, I know people who I know people who have like knocked stuff off on the spires. You know, like the spire sites where. Um, you you used to have like not in Odyssey but in her in Horizons they used to be clusters but now you just mm -hmm. have to go and find them they're not marked you can go and use dumb fire missiles on them knock them all off and then use limpets to go and pick them up crystal crystal spires something like that crystal forest crystal, crystal spires yeah Claire I wanted to ask you actually because I I didn't spot this on this well, when you were doing when you were using limpets yep did you have to did you have to target them, or did you use the limpets in the mode where you definitely don't target anything? So, so yes, in answer to your question. Both. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, um, it's easier, like, I was in my Corvette, so it was tricky. <laughs> because... Because the Corvette is 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 it's so it's so chunky. You don't have to um, target them. It helps if you can see them a little bit. It helps if you're sort of on the right. It certainly helps if you're the, yeah. on the right side of the spot of the um, gazebo to them, which yeah. I found out to my chagrin at some point. Um, but it's um, yeah, you can you can pick them up. You can um, uh, I was you can either pick them up just by deploying a limpet. Or by focusing on them, I liked to focus on them because it felt like it was. Um, I, I I knew I was picking up the thing that I needed. Yeah, you're after a very specific mm. thing, so yeah. it's like go and get me that. I want that. Bring that back to me. Yeah, and it wasn't a case that I was doing like a shit ton um, to stop them up. I kind of really like just getting getting them getting them in and out. Um, getting in and out um with just the one and doing the whole i really enjoyed doing the whole loop the whole loop took me like an hour and a half to yeah. be fair right when i actually uh, the one that didn't fail took me took me an hour and a half to get the whole loop done and i think that's kind of a nice a nice gameplay period yeah do you know what so i mean my, yeah. yeah yeah so my vid my video which has take has taken me days and days and days to be able to get is is what i wanted to do is get a complete run through from start to finish of both missions back to back um doing it the kind of stealth way so using the srv uh and actually what ben's describing is the is the bit where i failed the most is having shot the things down um that tends to 
draw start to draw the attention of banshees and revenants mm -hmm. um i can typically run back to where i've hidden my i found a nice place to hide my srv i'm i can typically run back to the srv undetected but then driving the srv back into the gazebo to scoop the things up is a complete bastard and i've failed time after time after time at that i mean i finally and got and, and you need three items yeah and that's the thing so you need three items so logically your brain your brain says okay i know that my um the 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 missile that's attached to the um the scorpion can one shot a revenant not a revenant the yeah yeah a revenant the missile that's attached to the scorpion can one shot a revenant so um logically i would like to take my scorpion that said that's only got two slots. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> yeah. So that's only got two slots. So I, then I'm like, well, realistically, would it be easier to, for me to dash in and out of my scarab? Which is why I just went, fuck it, and plowed my Corvette into the top of the um, gazebo yeah. because I was done at that point. <laughs> Yeah. What's that? What's that stealth? Nah, nah. This just like it's just a strange wedge that's just poking out the top of the gazebo. No, pay no, pay no attention to the bright pink Corvette that's just here. That's okay. Um, yeah, because you, it's one of those things where you're making a sacrifice each way if you're deciding to do it that way. Yeah, there's, there's obviously, like I said, there's lots of ways of doing the mission. <laughs> doing the way I did it was the most satisfying to me. It felt like it was the way. I don't. I don't like to say it was supposed to be done, but it felt like one of the ways that it was supposed to be done. I, I'm sort of less. I would say I'm less happy with the idea of using limpets to hoover the stuff up from a ship. I don't know why it doesn't quite sit right with me. Except that Frontier have been going on in recent patch notes about improvements. Improving ground control. So, so clearly intended. Um, you know, it's not like we're we're cheesing it. It's it's yeah. clearly an intended way of doing this mission so yeah fair enough it's cool it is cool it is cool it's um i like the fact that we've got lots of different ways i like the fact that you have to get the onboard um commodities and then it gives you something that you can only carry in your backpack all of that is really really cool decent reward um, too so four million for the first half eight million for the second half yeah plus plus six no nine six nine nine the, between six and nine, I've seen sevens and eights as well. So yeah, yeah, grade five material engineering materials. So yeah, it, it would be stuff. it would be even better if it was um, like on foot materials as well. If they did a smattering of those, because yes. I picked I picked something up for uh, meth probably, um, and as I went to turn in the mission to reap my rewards, I was I was already full of meth. I don't need any more. <laughs> I'm done with I'm I'm good for meth, gang, just FYI. <laughs> well, I mean what I was gonna say, the birds pointed this out that this is the first time where we do on foot activity to get in ship mats. Mm -hmm. I really I'm I'm really liking the fact that it's a lot more joined up. Yeah, it is, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. really joined Very up. Cool. Or have you already pointed that out? We have Yeah, I mean I saw a touch about about that, but it is awesome. And all the different ways that you can tackle it as well. And not only is it joined up, but you can you can really mix and match it. You know, you can do it solo, you can do it with different players, you can you can do it guns blazing, you can do it stealthy. It it 
supports so many different styles of gameplay. It's mm-hmm. it's great. Hard. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just delighted, as I've already said, that we've got missions linking to this. It's so it's it's what we've been asking for, isn't it? More of this, please. I guess we don't yet know what the effect is going to be. No. Palin Palin says it will... I can't remember. There's some fairly loose wording about it will have an effect on the Titans, but we don't really know what, do we? Yeah. Uh, That's that's actually quite interesting, which we'll we'll actually touch on in a bit. Um, Well, on Monday, yesterday, um, there was an announcement from uh, the Federation where Winters, uh, President-elect Winters, says that all the uh, stuff that Hudson is going to try and put through before he uh, leaves office, uh, she's going to just basically get rid of. Um, <laughs> it's, it, obviously, it, it feels like uh, Hudson is, is trying to sabotage Winters' presidency even before she leaves. Um, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> bit too much like real life this, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Don't feel right. Yeah. And then today we got a surprise from the Empire, which um independent doctor has um raised concerns over the Titan returnees, saying that uh, she thinks that there's been a um some kind of autoimmune response uh to their cat activity and says that maybe they should be euthanized. Yeah. I mean it seems harsh, but hindsight will be the judge of that, I guess. Uh yeah. It's just yeah, welcome back. By the way, here's a bullet. Bang. <laughs> it's it, it oh it's 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 gross. I don't like it. I don't like it. I've got full ick from it. It's not good. I mean, you know, uh, uh, well, I was just going to say, you know, minor physiological changes at a superficial level. Um, Let's kill everyone. Well, that includes scabs, right? Like if you hurt yourself, your yep. immune system <laughs> makes a scab. It's like, let, let's remind ourselves that a scab is a minor physiological change at a superficial level triggered by the immune system's response to, yeah. Why don't we just ship them all off to Australia? Well, that's what they're actually saying. Perhaps we're going to have the equivalent of um, Thargoid le- uh, Thargoid Dtini leper colonies, yeah, leper colonies, <laughs> or Van Man and Stars, where you know you're allowed to trade with the station, but you're not allowed to to talk to people. No, isn't that's essentially what the Pilots' Federation was originally for? Yeah, originally we weren't you know, supposed we're, to interact with the. We're not meant to. The... Yeah. Has anyone done the sums? How many people have we rescued now? There must be an awful lot of people somewhere. <laughs> you might need to start having refugee barges or something. We have some refugee yeah. megaships. <laughs> Again, getting close to real life. Yes, indeed. Mm. Oh, dear. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, the uh, the scientists connected with Aegis have refuted the, the claims, saying that there's no need... Uh, although we do agree that they should be, until we're a hundred percent sure, I, I think we're going to have to keep them in um, separate. And uh, yeah, and they've gone and also said that um, well, these imperial citizens they should realise that this is their duty to stay separate from other imperial citizens. 
So yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that because um, the progress in the war is actually quite has swung significantly in humanity's favour. Um, the AXI, for instance, the AXI have almost reduced the number of Thargoid control systems around the Tanaris maelstrom to zero. Next week, there won't be any. There's just the alert systems, and uh, unless they get a successful invasion, which is unlikely, that's it. There's just going to be the Titan system, and that's it. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, they managed, I wonder if anything will happen. Yeah. Be interesting to see. Uh, in total, humanity has now reduced the number of Thargoid systems down to 327 from their peak of 1,186. They've lost 72% of the territory in the last six months. Uh, so if this trend continues, we're looking at the end of the Thargoid War in three months. And that's before we even <laughs> yeah, start. No, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's something to think about. Because we were we were saying that the rate the Thargoids were going at at their height would have taken the bubble three years to conquer, and now we're poisoning them, which surely is going to accelerate things even more. Oh, who doesn't mm. like a bit of genocide? I did. Well, um, it, it, funny I'm enough, need as, that isolated, as I was, and I'm going to need to take that. Thank you. <laughs> as I was captioning my video, it's funny. It only occurred to me during the captioning of it, but I, I did sort of suddenly think, just you know, just as I'd sort of inserted the um the poison and, and sort of closed the hatch on it and the thing had gone a different color I, I did suddenly think god am i um am i jameson you are jameson <laughs> yeah yep. i'm administering mycoid again without you know think, thinking all i'm doing is slowing down production and it turns out i'm yeah i know right i'm genociding them again sorry I don't, fun, I don't i don't know i don't know I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that Palin word. No, I think Mantar word, oh, but I don't on, think Palin word. Surely not. Mm. Azimuth definitely would. Yes. Oh, Azimuth! Well, a shadow of a fucking doubt. Azimuth want those people to be able to turn them into the souls and send them back to the Thargoids so that they can blow up the people. They're going to turn them into bombs. That's exactly what Azimuth wants them to do. That would be that would be the most. Um, uh, evil thing to do would be to take the people and go actually no we're going to give them back to the Thargoids but they've genetically altered them in that they're just living bombs and they're sending kamikazes unwilling kamikazes over there that would be if I were an evil if I were doing a dirge run in um, uh, uh, dangerous well probably Probably, but yeah, I think that's probably that's likely what. I mean, yeah, that's a really good question. Point. I wonder how many people that are that we've rescued from the Titans are also members of the Fargoid cult. Mm. I wonder if there's, a, if there's a handful there. Like that whatsoever. Yeah, no, we haven't had anything like that. It'll be interesting to find out. I'm sure it's on its way. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, overall, an exciting week, I think. Um, it feels like something has just gone up a, a ratchet or two, which it's making me think that this, I, I don't mean to get excited about this, but it makes me think this, there might be more to this stability patch than just a stability patch. You get the feeling that some, some momentum is happening here. 
I, do, I would I would err on the side of caution and recommend that you do not get your hopes up. Oh damn it! Because you know this 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 final What's poisoning the point of of leave radio without us. Yeah, no, because we do get our hopes up, but I think it's going to come in in next year. I think we're looking at next year rather than um, rather than a in a stability patch. Equally, this Titan, this um, spire poisoning mission could could be the conclusion of of this year's sign of kind of things to do, couldn't it? I mean, Mm -hmm. for sure. I I, I'm just waiting for the Thargoids strike back. Maybe some shutdown of the Titans, I suppose. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that this Thargoid strike back happens soon. I mean, Sally did drop a "it's coming" or "they're coming" kind of hint in the <laughs> in the show in the the patch notes. I don't think she would have done that without good reason. Just, I, I think it's about time that the the Thargoids push back. So, so are you saying that the th- the thing that wasn't the thing that was coming wasn't the spires which came. No, I think there's something more coming. Okay. I just read it as the update. It's I just read it as the spires because uh. that made more sense because they existed. <laughs> well, I guess we just have to wait and see. Place I'm hoping there'll be something more to do over Christmas. <laughs> anyway, um, it is that time of the week again. Score alert! In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. A store alert, a store alert, a store alert, a store alert, a Well, and welcome back to to um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. It's the Beat Hero Six uh, packs, I think, that have been made available on the uh, on the store. Yes, this. If you want to look like, um, I think this is the closest that they've got so far to looking like a space marine. <laughs> uh, or a space marine. I've heard people saying they're really. a bit like a bit like. Uh... Doom guy. If Doom guy were camp, yeah, yeah. Camp Doom guy. Is that um, what you what you're saying? Oh, I, I, what I actually saw and thought was, is so. Remember, I, I, I'm basically I'm picturing f- like f- um, fighting over a long bench with puggle sticks and foam armor. That's what this reminds me of. Gladiators on my first whistle. You will go. Basically. You know, it's just I'm I'm picturing something like out of it's a knockout or something. <laughs> I like them. They've got little ears as well. <laughs> I know. Like I said, it's 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 of it. It's if you took <laughs> it's if you took Doom Guy and then put Japanese cat ears on him. 
<laughs> I do think I made this comment. I might have been in our um, Discord that Frontier are really good at um, these these suit designs. When when you when you think about um, ship kits mm -hmm. and the kind of the ways in which you can customize the look of a ship, and then you you think about things like the 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 ret you know the old fashioned sort of retro astronaut suits that we've got, mm -hmm. and then you look at these suits, and then there's things like the um, there was the fabulous cat helmet that I failed to get a while back that I really loved, and I feel like possibly two departments or, or you know small groups of people maybe, and that whoever does the the, the on foot costumes is um, is really on a roll. I feel like they're they're doing some brilliant stuff. I don't necessarily yeah. love them all, but they're so varied and and got such strong looks. Yeah, but here's here's the the more of truth. Would you buy one? I might. I I really quite like these. No, oh. Ben. No. No. <laughs> it's like it. If they made one in pink, I might think about it. I'm just going to be <laughs> honest. But um, or purple. I think I think it might it might be it might be quite funny to like bound around in this crazy top heavy. It's a or closest to like a mech suit. Um, it, I think I think they're fun looking. I wouldn't necessarily choose to replace what I already have. I don't think they're better than the retro suit that I already have. Uh, so I keep on getting um, <laughs> images from the, uh, the the video for some reason. I don't. <laughs> I don't well, know I why. know. No, do you mean um, the um, oh the guys on the trampolines? Yes. It wasn't the, the who was it? It was the people. Oh, new Order. Sorry. New Order, that's it. Yeah, the New yeah. Order video on the, yes, yes, that's funny. Yeah. yeah I just get it. sort of, I'm just getting vibes from that video right now, just looking <laughs> at them. It's just, it's just all clicked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I think, I don't know what colors are in. If it, uh, I'm tempted to get the green one just for the laugh. I mean, you have a, oh, a pack, isn't it? So you get all of them. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm tempted. I'll say that I'm tempted just for <laughs> just because I, I want to see people double over laughing when they, I turn up on the battlefield <laughs> with this one. Oh <laughs> uh, dear! All it needs now is a cattail. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh, mm. then, we're, then we're back in Final Fantasy fourteen. I was down. just thinking we're back in Final Fantasy land there, aren't we? <laughs> exactly. That, oh, um, that cat helmet I mentioned. What was that? Was that a Chinese New Year thing or something? It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a tiger helmet. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I'm really annoyed that I missed it. Right. Well, we're going to take a quick break uh, and we'll come back with our main discussion after these messages. Imagine if you were born into a dismal world where routine can drag you down, down, down. Somewhere where the very journey of life could become something that you must humbly suffer. At Sard Kruger, we aim to make every trip, every flight, every dream a moment of magnificence and bliss. We craft and design. We meticulously sculpt each ship so you're free from the drudgery and banality of the masses. 
cues from the sublimely simple dolphin, the refined yet roguish orca, or the monumentally modest beluga. Each ship is a masterpiece, a shimmering dream of opulence and taste. Fly a sad Kruger, because life should run like clockwork. Boy, space is cold in here. That commander has a cheek sitting up in his cosy and warm cockpit while we haul radioactives around his cargo bay. Oh, is it cold? I hadn't noticed. Oh, that's right. Why, you're not even shivering. Maybe it's because I picked up this North Coast cargo bay sweater. It keeps me warm and stylish. Say, that is a nice jumper. It's made from the finest Verex wool and handcrafted by novitiates in the underground monasteries of Van Manen's Star. Wow. Where can I get one? New North Coast Cargo Bay sweaters. Be the envy of your friends. Wow every lady from here to the Empire. Be warm and toasty even on the tenth planet of a dying star. Now on sale at Spark and Mensa. Better now? Better? Why, I feel so warm I'll probably never catch man flu again. Spark and Mensa. Because nothing says sexy like a neck-high jumper. Sweet dreams, little ones. You rest up in your hangar bay, because in the morning, you'll wake up to smell fresh laser fire, because you're in a federal corvette. And there's one thing that a core dynamic ship does well, and that's kill ships. Big ships, small ships, rings of ships. We even have a go at booping asteroids. Enemy shields down, enemy dead. There's no further targets, Commander. That's all you'll ever have to say in a federal corvette. Core dynamics. Let's not talk about skimmers. And welcome back. Um, for our main discussion this week, well, it's it's quite a big one, so we're actually splitting it over two two weeks. Um, so it's the main issue that I think everybody has with Elite Dangerous. At some point, you kind of lose focus. Um, you know, you either burn out or you get to a point where you're in the game and you've, you've achieved everything you thought you wanted to and you've suddenly went, Ah, now what? Uh, I mean, obviously, you could argue that FDev could signpost things to do a bit better, but that kind, in my opinion, that kind of feeling, that now what feeling, has always been in the elite games, even through Frontier and First Encounters. So tonight, we're going to discuss what there is extra for newer players to try. You know, after you've got to your big, well, not not your big ship, but if you know your first, you've achieved your first goal. And you're you're trying to work out what to do next. So you know, let's just say you've got in you've got the cobra, you've aerated the cobra, and the cobra's the cobra's great. And it, it's a bit of a jump to go up to the python or or the the bigger medium ships. What what do you do? So we've we've come up with a a, a little list of things to discuss, which is uh, yeah. I mean, guys, when that, did you have that point somewhere in the mid uh, in the beginning of the game? Well, I was also going to add that um, one of the reasons I sort of sort of threw this idea in here is um, it, it, it's it's not just sort of burning out, but it's also I, I see quite often that people um, they play the tutorial. They, they get to the point where they understand the game mechanics. They know how to fly a spaceship. They know how to, you know, 
do do the basic things that the tutorial shows you how to do and then they're sort of given their sidewinder and it's like off you go and it's like uh what do i do you know that some people are unfamiliar with this kind of open-ended sandboxy game yeah. um and and they they literally don't know what to do with themselves um yeah so yeah so it's, so i think it's it, it's that as well you know it's um right at the beginning almost is is yeah, our, our sort of recommendations of okay, you've got your sidewinder. <laughs> there's the galaxy. Here's some of recommendations for what you might want to go and do. I think. Yeah, because it is quite intimidating actually. The the good old learning cliff, because there's you in this tiny sidewinder, and you've just been chucked out the newbie area, and then you zoom out and you zoom out and you zoom out. And you see the entire galaxy, and you go. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's like a cliff and then a massive drop off the other side of the cliff when it's like, oh, God, I, there's so much, you know, I don't know what to do first. I don't know what to do. So, um, so yeah. OK, then. Um, well, obviously, the first there, there are a couple of things that you can do to to start building up funds. Um, obviously, one of the ones which it's kind of fallen out of favor, really, isn't it? These are these there are what's known as rare runs. Yeah, um, it's, it, it's how I started in the game, um, because what I enjoyed most was, and I still do to, to quite a large extent, it, you know, it's just the travel aspect of, you know, having a spaceship, plotting routes, taking off, flying out. I just, you know, that that whole sequence of heading on out and plotting a route and going somewhere and then docking up again, I really enjoy. Yeah, um, and rare runs yeah. are just a great way to do that, you know, with purpose. Um, I, th I think a lot of players, you start off, you're doing your trade and you're just going backwards and forwards practically between neighbouring stations. Yeah. And then you, you tire of that and you think, yeah, rare runs take you somewhere. They take you on a, a little journey. There's quite a lot of well-published circuits and I think those sort of things are great. Mm. Uh, also, the one thing that you need to be aware of rare runs is that pirates do take a lot more notice of you. I found Is that it. true? Are they more attractive yeah. to rare good? I, oh yeah. Um, go on, Ben. No, I, I was. It was a no. Yeah, but also another thing you need to be aware of is a lot of the rare goods are illegal in some locations. Yes, that is true. Yeah, that's a yeah, big I mean, call. Yeah. Find a good guide, I suppose. I, I I don't know if it's still a a thing, but I used to do a thing. It was it was published. It was almost like a little tube map. I think it was yes, called I remember a, that. a witch hall circuit. Um, because the thing with rares, I mean, I'm I'm sure everyone listening to this knows, but you know, you have to take the goods a certain distance before they they they, they increase with value the further you take them up to a limit. So th there's some optimum. I think you want to take stuff like 120 light years or something. Um, so if you do a little circuit, then you're basically dropping off one lot of rares for profit and picking up the next lot and so on. And you just go round and round. So every stop on the circuit, you've got something that you've transported 100 plus light years from its source. Um, so they work very nicely. Yeah. And because the fact that you only get a very, very limited number of these rares, it does seem ideal for smaller ships uh, to just to build up uh, profits quickly yeah yeah it's it's good profit for small quantity i mean you know anyone who's done bulk trading knows the the, the way to earn profits um in in normal trade is to is to mm -hmm. carry vast quantities 
but um yeah this is, yeah. This is a great way to earn money in in, in small ships so yeah rare yeah. is highly recommended actually for the beginner yes very much so the i guess a, a, a variation of that would be the the find the rags to riches um list because that's one of the things that really gets a lot of people off the ground is that if you follow the rags to riches um plan then effectively you will end up with a lot of cash um in the bank to then go and choose the ship that you really 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 want yeah it, I, I think these sort of guides, you know, the, these routes, or like you say, the the rags to riches things, are, are, are great if um, for for people that do find themselves a bit lost. I mean, some people just just get the sandbox thing, I think, and are happy to just go off and have their own adventures, and they don't necessarily care whether they they're profitable or whether they make mistakes or whether they follow the meta or they just they're just happy to head on out there and do their thing. But I think for the people that do are a bit lost and just don't know what to do, little guides like the rare run routes we've mentioned, like rags to riches, um, and something I've thrown in as well, which is um, the engineering journey, which maybe we'll come on to. Mm. I think I think are a great help for people that just need some kind of little script to follow. Yeah, you know. I mean, this is one of the the, the things where I think No Man's Sky has got it right is that there is a, a a sort of a 20 hour is it a 20 or a 30 hour campaign i can't, I can't remember which uh which will sort of slowly introduce you to uh various aspects of the game and i i mean i think they've tried it with a couple of the the tutorials which are hidden they're, they're kind of hidden away now um you know for but they ne they never actually uh, put it properly into the game because I suppose it it feels a bit theme park instead of sandbox. Yeah, I think uh, I think the mission system we, we touched on this a few weeks back, but I think the mission system could have done more to to give people. Yeah. Um, more. I was going to throw another one actually. I, I know, I know we've, we've got this list and we're sort of not necessarily following it in order, but one another one that occurred to me. Obviously, there's all the different professions, and and something may appeal to you. You may fancy exploring or mining, or and obviously following one of the trades is a great way to get into the game. Um, if you do fancy exploring, um, then alongside the rags to riches thing, the new Michael Brooks tour is actually. You know, just a really nice thing to follow. It takes you to some great places. It gets you used to the idea of traveling, I suppose, quite long distances, um, but, you know, with a sense of purpose. Um, so, so so that's another one I would throw in as a suggestion if you if you fancy covering some distances just to um, just to follow the Michael Brooks tour. I forget yeah. where it starts. I was going to throw it into the notes, but. Oh well, I mean, what I like is as soon as you find one place in the Michael Brooks tour, it, it goes in a circle, so does, you can actually yeah. follow it round. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, it's a good place to start. Here's something that I think has been neglected for a while. Um, when was the last time anybody did an SRV base assault? What's one of those? It's you know the the um, there are outposts. Uh, old Horizon outposts, which are dotted about. Right. Um, you can actually go in and basically raid them. For what? For, uh, for what purpose? 
uh, formats and and things like that. So if you if you're stuck for um, certain amounts of um, data, there right. there's the the going around these uh, uh, the bases and actually scanning all the all the uh, the data points on there, and you'll get lots of mats that uh, you needed for engineering. Uh, and of course, as soon as you start scanning, it all goes hostile and it all kicks off. Uh, I mean, there's also sort of uh, missions for those bases to disable generators or steal data from them. Yeah. But, we, uh, we, we touched on this once before, and I think... Um... Claire, I think I think these are the things that you just stuck the nose of your Corvette in. And, well, I, you know what I thought it was, but <laughs> normally I did those on the back of I did I would do do those on the back of missions, like yeah. going to a, going to a station and picking up a mission. So it it rather than just saying SLV base assaults, just go to a station and pick up missions and see which ones you enjoy. I feel yeah. would be a broader. Yeah, a much more broader way of saying, "Hey, just do this one thing." I'm, I'm not going to lie, gang. I'm not super keen on telling people how to play video games, especially no, when there was open-ended assist. People are I get lost. It. You know, people no, no, no. I get it. I get it. I get it. I I... Um, so I think it's just about throwing some suggestions. For out there, sure. Do yeah, you're you're dead right though. Do what appeals. There's a hundred. Yeah. Things you can do. And I think rather than just saying SLV base assaults, because that just feels like so. It's so. Let, let's say I am brand new to Elite. I have done everything that you said, right? I've I've done everything that you said. I've got my Cobra and I'm sat here. I'm going, oh, what should I do next? And you turn to me and you go, do SLV base assaults. I will go, who the fuck are you and what are you talking about? An alternative would be, hey, you know how when you started playing, you maybe picked up a couple of missions and you you maybe enjoyed some of those missions. There are a lot more missions if you go to another station. If you go to look, pick a Coriolis, I tell you what's a good one to start with: Diagurandri, Ray Gateway, Diagurandri, Ray Gateway is a really good station because you can buy a lot of things cheaper because it's a Lee that system and you get a discount and that's really cool because you probably don't have a lot of money maybe at that station you don't go there in open very good point but when when you all go there in open see what happens throw caution to the wind you might have some good interactions but when you're there there's a big list of um you go go to a terminal or go to your ship and open up the terminal on your ship and look at the missions that are there and see if any of them take your fancy and then see if more take your fancy because it's good it's good it's, it, it, it might you might find that doing missions is your jam and then when you find that doing missions is your jam you might be down to join a um group. bgs group mm. and start doing some bgs which is exactly how i what well, exactly what i did and yeah, it's a good about... it's a good way of introducing people to the bgs because yeah. I must admit, when when I first started out, the BGS didn't appeal whatsoever, because you know everybody thought, okay, it's fine. We our actions do do something. It was only when I think the code managed to flip Leasty from being a, a, a member of the Alliance to being an independent system did everybody wake up to suddenly realize, oh hell. This this stuff really does work in the background, and then I think from that point on, it it seemed 
I mean, I don't know if you remember this, Ben, but it, it seemed that at that point there, that was the first point when people really became aware of what the BGS could do. I remember that happening. I don't remember what the first, oh, wow, it's this big. Um, am I dreaming or do I remember Mike Brooks talking about it as a, this is something awesome that we can do? Or is that just a dream? No, no, he, he did talk about the fact that um, your actions will add up to one point when, when mm -hmm. you know, where allegiances and systems could change. But I think up to that point, and especially with Leasty, because Leasty is, is, is oh, yeah, stuck in the old lore so much, um, nobody thought that, you know, you could flip a system that was that deep in mm -hmm. the arms of the Alliance. So when the code flipped it to... Um, to their faction. Um, well, I know everybody who was an Alliance player, including myself at the time, we went ballistic trying to flip it back. And it was, it was, it took us ages to, uh, to do it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, I think at that point, people suddenly realized, yeah, this, this BGS thing's got, got legs we can, we can do. But back then, of course, there wasn't any, um, any player factions that you could sort of, pin your flag to or no squadrons anyway the thing i like about the bgs um and this actually helped me at a point where you know i'd sort of slightly run out of things to do uh and there was that turning the wheel initiative which was the one sort of time i got really stuck into bgs for a, a significant mm -hmm. length of time is again its purpose i mean m you know maybe i'm slightly unusual but 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 chasing credits when they're they're so sort of meaningless anyway um, gives me no motivation to do anything at all. You know, it's not like I'm going to go and do missions round and round because I can earn credits. That that doesn't motivate me to play the game mm. whatsoever. Um, mm. But having, you know, so purpose is one of the things that I, I constantly seek in this game, a sense of purpose, a reason to do stuff. And and the BGS is great for that because you... You know, you you start to to care. You know, you get involved with a group of people, maybe through Discord or something. You start to care about a set of factions, and then suddenly you've got a reason to do stuff. Yes, because um, you're fighting for your faction, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Now I, I had that same. I never really got completely into the BGS. I never really pinned my uh, allegiance to a certain faction, but that was completely different for power play. But I. I think to tell you the truth, I think power play should be further up the the uh, up the tree, if you see what I mean. Do you so, mean? I mean, yeah. you do sooner or or even later. Later, later yeah, yeah. I think. I think it. I think at that point, if you are interested, well, <laughs> if if you are interested in doing PvP with a purpose, I think power play is fantastic. It's. <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I think I think maybe I think power play in, in in next week's discussion is like you know, yeah. when you've done it all, then what do you do? Um, yes, definitely. Uh, I mean, what do you guys think about the? I mean, starting to rank up with the, the superpowers is that? Is, I is that threw this in there because it's it's a goal. Um, it's something to aim for. I remember, you know, I, I think you do missions. Mm -hmm. And then one of the things you learn quite quickly is that if you know is about reputation, and you do more re missions at the same place, you you get better missions. 
Um, so you you pick up on that idea of, of of reputation, and and then I think the step up from that, you know, which has a reward, uh, at least in the case of the Empire and the Federation, is 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 to you know do more of the same, but to rank up with superpowers, um, with a goal in mind of getting yourself an imperial career or getting yourself a well, obviously end goals like federal. Corvettes, Corvette. but they're way down the yeah. line. But you, do you know what I mean? Again, it's a sense of purpose with a with something to aim for. Which um... I must admit, there is, there is quite an achievement to actually get to the first ship. I, th- I think yeah. they've got the progression right just to get to that first ship in both the Imperials and the uh, uh, and the Feds. I mean, with the Imperials, I think, is it in, is it the Imperial Eagle? Oh, it probably is, isn't it? That's the first one. I should bring yeah. up the table. <laughs> and obviously, the admit... federal ships, you've got you know the gunships and dropships and things, which... Uh... Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it kind of depends on either you, you're min-maxing it and you care because of mm. that, or role-play reasons. I, I think... Oh, I can't remember what I did for that. I think I did you know, it for role-play well, reasons. I, I was going to say, weren't you, didn't you do the Alliance stuff purely for role-play? Yeah, I did do, but I did end up, I did end up um, going for an imperial ships because, mm. well, I like the look of the imperial ships. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, everybody knows my opinion on the Federation, and I still don't have a federal corvette. <laughs> no matter how much of a nice ship I know it is, I still don't have one. <laughs> Better dead than um, Fednek, is that what you're saying? Well, I, mean, I do have some Fed rank. I don't think you can avoid it, but because um, yeah. I, I was always, <clears throat> you know, my my head RP, I've always been independent. But fuck the Feds, you know they did. The Feds <laughs> did me dirty, so you know the Feds did me dirty early on in my career. So you know, I'm happily a prince in the empire or whatever the rank is where you get the imperial uh cutter yeah i'm i'm i think i'm i'm fairly ranked up yeah i i can get to alias and things like that in the alliance and i've got like federal dr- gunships or dropships or whatever it is um i can't remember did we get sol as a ranking with fe- ranking up the feds yeah, you have to get to Ensign, I believe. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I definitely wanted that. to get to Sol. That was the first one. Yeah, me too, yeah. actually. That, you reminded me that was one of my early goals, was to get to Sol. Um, but, yeah, the Sol, you know, the feds did me dirty, so nah, 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 nah. Can, Can I bring Claire back into this for a second? Because I'm, I'm curious. Hi. When you, um, when you started... Did you start playing Elite before you started streaming, or was it kind of before? Well, before, before. Oh, right. So okay. I, I started like um to the um uh um to the YouTube comment section who think that I'm lying. I started playing Elite on um in December of 2016, um, which was because I, 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 um, I was curious when when you started streaming whether you how you decided what you were going to do. 
uh, most I think it was mostly BGS when I first started streaming because I was like very, very, very much balls deep in with a a faction which right. I'm glad I'm not part of um, anymore. Yeah. Um, I was very, very much balls deep in with them, and um, I did an awful lot of BGS, and um, a lot of the BGS was in part also recruiting for that faction and um, that kind of thing. It was kind of a in between. Um, uh, uh, another way of like marketing, um, marketing that um, rather misleading, misleadingly for myself, marketing that particular community, but and you, then you, I, you had I'm, good motivation of what to do on the stream. Uh, yeah, like, well, I, I mean, I, do today I mean, I never, already... I never felt like I, I never. There's been a couple of times, actually, more recently, um, when I've gone to log into Elite and gone. I really don't know what I'm going to do today. And honestly, whilst they have also been incredibly unhinged, they've been super fun because it's just been like, well, let me just pick a direction and go or let me go. OK, that's something that we haven't done for a little while. Let's go and do that. Or we yeah. go and listen to law pieces again um, and go and have a refresher on those kind of things. I really want to do like the Elite Dangerous um, things. On, yeah, and on I, think, I, think well, I think that's a that really we'll, good we'll thing that people week. will be able to start you know, on. The, the, I think the idea is that in part two of this discussion, we'll we'll sort of cover the things that people that have been around a long time yeah do. yeah yeah. i don't i don't think um i don't think it's um i don't think it's a bad idea even when you start um when you start playing just to um get yourself maybe a little bit ingratiated with the with the world that is occurring around you it, even as you start because then you will begin to find that investment and i'm not just talking about um uh just like bgs and joining a particular faction and having all sort of like player faction wars and things along those lines but keep an eye on galnet maybe go oh i don't really understand what that is maybe i should have a look online and see if I can find anything more about it. The wiki, Drinky Bird will, um, the Drinky Bird site, who's listed all of the galnets with a really nice search functionality, really, really useful for you just to um, pick out bits and pieces. There's also that whole thing on the Azimuth saga that was originally updated quite a lot on the forums as well, um, which gives you a good background as to just sort of what is happening in Elite. And I don't think that's something that is endgame. I think that should be something that you're you're learning about this world that you are yeah, playing right. in early on yeah i think it's yeah it, it, it's nice to care isn't it it's nice to yeah. have the place and a sense of what's going you know there's things going on over there i understand what yeah in your I, base I think, are. maybe i understand that there's a sure. war going on over there and yeah. i think that th like, that's something that i've seen from people um and i've i've spoke to um i've spoke to with um of the far, as far as like people are concerned and different people who've come into the stream and be um, and different people that maybe they don't hang around quite as often as other folks but um they're like I've seen the phrase, oh, I've played too long now. I feel like I'm not, I wouldn't be able to get into the story. I feel like the story has missed me entirely. And I was also that person. Um, I think it was probably two, 2018 before I even opened a Gowner article or something on those lines. I didn't really know what was going on. I knew when I was, when I started playing, I knew that Jax was up there and there there were um travel guides going up to and from to and from jacks and all of that because it was around that time and it was that was really cool 
Um, but the um the actual I didn't know much about like the the universe that Elite is set um is set in. And I I, I think the earlier you can sort of get to know what's happening or, or what's happening in Elite, then it makes CGs more than just a money grab. Yeah. Or yeah, things along yeah. those lines. Very much so. Um, I, th I definitely think that the the, the CGs, I, I think getting involved in the CGs as soon as possible when they are actually available, I think that's, that's a, that's a good way to really introduce yourself to some of the, the, the functionality, but <laughs> admittedly, if you do it in open, you're going to get a, a, a severe lesson if you go in at the wrong time, because <laughs> that's, that's when the, that's when the unfortunate gankers are about. And they, yeah. I suppose so it's a lesson that everyone has to learn. So <laughs> play in a private group. Yeah, I but mean, if, you, if, most... you're not, if you're not wanting that, you play in a private group. You'll still see um, system chat. Yeah. The, the the option is available to you if you still want if you still want to do that. But it's just I know that, but I I have that. seen I've seen plenty of newbies who have started out and they're going, oh, this sounds great, and of course because they've done it in open, that's they get jumped on. And, and they get jumped on. Aware of the of the the different levels of access that they've got. You'll find that most people who are gearing for PvP, if they go, if they come across somebody who is entirely underskilled and underprepared for that situation, they will take their time out to explain where it went wrong if they are given mm. that opportunity. Yeah. Because they do, they don't want that to die either. They don't want that situation to die. It's it's not for me. It will never be for me. So I'm quite content in my little private group with its rules and all of that. But for those people who are are into that kind of thing, be go for it. Mm. Well, I, you know what? I think we're going to leave this uh, this conversation for the moment. We'll come back to it uh, obviously next week with a. a with a little bit more advanced stuff for for people to to pick up on um yeah we've got the question of the week claire what was the question of the week of the week this week um was um was had to had the promise to be possibly a little bit tempestuous but i appreciate those of you who weren't um, what if something you've changed your mind about by, um, while playing Elite Dangerous? And by that, I mean, is this something that you went into thinking that you weren't going to enjoy or love at all in the slightest? And or something that you thought you'd love and then it turned out you didn't or something that you you were going to you were like, I'm not going to do this. And then it turned out it was quite fun, actually. The question all, um, of the week this week. Yeah, Alec, do you want to take the first response? Sure. We'll see why in a minute. It might be a good idea. <laughs> okay, this is from uh, Epaphos, uh, who says, Death. I avoided blowing my ships and would be so annoyed when I did blow up. Then I started getting involved with the community and shenanigans. Now shenanigans. I don't mind... Shenanigans! Woo! Now I don't mind dying in-game, and it's often a result of something amusing. Getting tased in the nuts, force shell yeeting, or crashing into a station at high speed, for example. Which brings me on to the second part. Wasn't sure if I would like buckyballing. Gave it a go and never stopped. I look forward to each race and seeing how much I can improve. Good man, well said. 
Amazing. Yeah. Good choice. And actually, yeah. I, I really agree with his first point as well. I used to be so, two things I used to be really averse to. Um, one was dying, absolutely. And and this was back in the day when I, I think griefers were far more prevalent, um, including some of the more notorious ones. And I do remember, you know, getting my ship destroyed um, at a community goal or, you know, somewhere popular that had been in Galnet by grief and being so annoyed. Um, and when I got into racing, buckyball racing, um, you know, I was blowing myself up 15 times a morning trying to do something fast. And then, you know, being blown up once by a griefer was, was so meaningless. It, it kind of got me over the fear of losing my ship. And the and the other thing that maybe is more a me thing is I I also used to be very reluctant to chop and change my ships with modules and outfitting. And, you know, somehow I sort of felt averse to messing with it once I'd got it nice. And again, buckyball racing, where I'd be stripping everything off for weight or I'd be, you know, chopping and changing to get more speed or kind of got me over that fear of um yeah a of dying and being of, of messing with things mm. yeah oh uh it's me next i actually responded to this um well two parts really pre-odyssey it was definitely open power play which i thought i would never enjoy at all uh because power play had the God awful reputation, and at that point, you know, with the, the what next thing, I'd got to the point where I've tried everything else, uh, and as a content drought, so I thought I'd try open power play, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yes, I died a lot of times, but I came to the conclusion that I'm actually enjoying winning by running away, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, it's it that is. That's fun. Um, Post Odyssey, surprisingly enough, it was plant scanning. When I wanted a nice bit of chill gameplay, um, I ticked the box because you, you fly out, you scan, you scan the plants, and you carry on going to wherever you know a point in the galaxy that you've chosen. And um, yeah, it you normally find a lot of very beautiful vistas and very. Um, I just find it a very chill and relaxing way to uh, to play the game. You don't have to constantly try and save the galaxy from Thargoids, which is one of the lovely parts of this game. Psychic? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's me. It's, I don't... Uh, it's you. I responded. It's me. Um, whole game. Elite Dangerous, as in a nutshell. Um, I genuinely didn't think that I would enjoy it. Neither did Kremen, neither did Chris. Um, we uh, played, um, they, they were playing the video game and I was like, I'm the third wheel and I'm not playing the video game with my husband and my best friend. And I was like, I would like to play the video game, please. Um, but I'm probably not going to enjoy it. I'm not going to like it at all in the slightest, I don't think. I don't think I'm gonna um, like build a platform out of it and um, be on two podcasts or anything along those lines. Um, I genuinely, genuinely thought that I would hate it and I wasn't hooked straight away because it was hard and it was difficult and I don't think I would have um, got through those first few um, few hours were it not for um, 
uh, Kremen and Chris literally being there every step of the way and being like, no, no, this is Claire, 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 you're being a dickhead. Why are you doing this? And all of that kind of stuff. Um, if I didn't have that support, I don't think I'd be playing it now. Um, uh, I don't know what I don't know what I'd be doing now. But um, it, 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 like the game, Elite Dangerous genuinely changed my life. And I've said this before many, many times about how important it is to me. And I, I find it hilarious that I'd never, I never enjoy, I never believed that I would enjoy it. Well said. Might have been a tiny bit wrong then. <laughs> just a smidge, just, just a smidge. A it smidge. was the. It, and I mean, I mean, yeah, it's still, and oh, I, uh, and I, I was, I, I reply to um, Blue in the chat, but <laughs> it's fine. Okay, Ben, you got the next one. Right. Yep. So LCU, no fool like one is saying, uh, big ships. He started out wanting bigger and bigger ships, but now he keeps going back to the Viper Mark III because it's so fast and responsive. And yep. Yep. He's, I'm, he's got a point, I'm not going to disagree with him there. Yeah, I know. I admit I am currently in a cutter, but I'm currently in a cutter for reasons. Um, you know, my I far prefer, I guess, mediums. You know, crate or DBX or Cobra Mark three sized chips over the Corvette or the or the cutter or, or the Anaconda. Um, so yeah, just because they're, they're they're a lot more fun to fly. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll totally agree with that. Also, one thing that I've um, been looking at lately is, you know, when you you're looking at the the ship stats on uh, the shipyard on the new thing, and you press the equals sign the equal key in order to see what the actual stats are. The the maneuverability rating seems to be very very different from what was in Coriolis. It's it's bizarre. I don't I don't know whether I've got mm -hmm. it wrong. So something to call out to the community is is, is Coriolis wrong now because it's saying that a that a um an Imperial Clipper is now more maneuverable than a Cobra. It uh, it does take pips into account, doesn't it? So you do have to you can change pips in Coriolis, which does affect things like that. I I would imagine. So mm -hmm. is it just that you're sitting on two 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 pips and have forgotten to you know get its optimum turn rate or I don't know just a thought no I'll, I'll, I'll show you what I, I mean don't want to do yeah I don't want to do Coriolis a disservice but am I right in do I remember that Coriolis was kind of going slightly out of date for a bit oh, Tiberius is saying that yeah it, well, is, it is out of date, date yeah it's not been updated for quite a while right okay. unfortunately because uh, I know okay. I, I I moved from Coriolis to ED Shipyard, um, even though I prefer the look of Coriolis, and I'm mm. sorry ED Shipyard, but you know you guys have the right data, so I'm using ED Shipyard. Yeah, uh, Alec, next one. Yeah, this is uh, Silas Resi. Um, a bit like. You, Colin, actually thought exobiology would be dull as ditch water, but it's ruddy addictive. And I always wanted a large ship to haul around in, but after a few years in T9s and Condors, I got back in an Eagle and actually started to enjoy mm. just flying around. I love the small pad ships. Yeah, uh, that's the thing that I've, I've always said, is that everybody seems to rush to the Anaconda. 
And I feel that you're missing out on so much just by that rush to the Anaconda because the, the smaller ships it's, are an absolute it's, joy. It's not, it's not that fun. I mean, it, it's, it can do stuff. You know, it's obviously got mm. the jump range and it's got the capacity and you can fill it full of modules and weapons. And, but it's not actually that fun to fly, really. No, not really. Anyway, uh, my turn again. And on, this is from JCP Digger. <laughs> uh, on foot combat. Uh, originally, I hated the idea that Elite was becoming a shooter, uh, and I'm still not very good. But I really do enjoy a bit of shotgun diplomacy. Well, um, that's absolutely fair. Yeah, I must admit that has grown on me over the last um, couple of uh, couple of months, and that I know. Maybe it's sort of that I want a palate cleanser from all the Thargoid fighting that I've been doing, <laughs> that I've been getting involved in the occasional combat zone and improving my uh, commander's mercenary rating. Psychic? Oregon Viking says material, material grinding. Over a year they were not doing it. Then finally got talked into getting my engineering done and now I talk every new player into getting it done. That's fair. They're like, okay, okay. So, I know a lot. There will be a lot of comments along the lines of, um, "Material grind is only a grind if you need it to be." But there are some points when you've made. We're talk, talking about when you when you've designed your ship and you've made your ship all um all lovely and stuff, or you're you're ready to go out and build one of these monster ships. Even if you've got, you think you've got everything. I guarantee you, you were short on something. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. at that point, at that point, then I would say it is a grind. There is a grind there um, to to do. But for the most part, a lot of it, especially if you're doing if you're doing missions, if you're doing just bits and bobs within the galaxy, um, a lot of it you'll find that you you kind of have you kind of accumulate it over time anyway, and it's not that much of a grind anymore. Yeah. I, 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 I think played it. Oh god. Sorry. Go on, uh, yeah. No, you first. I, I was just gonna say that I would I would say that true mat grinding, which I've done rarely, but I have done, is is the one time when I I'm really not I'm not playing the game. I mean mm -hmm. I'm killing it. I did it um the most recent time I did it was when I yeah, I guess it was when I was trying to get the ship ready to go into the Titan. And I was seriously short on something. I can't remember what it was. And I just decided to do laps of Dav's Hope. And it was just, it was mind numbing. You know, I wasn't playing the game. I just thought, I just need to get this done. And it, it really was, yeah, get it done is the best way I can describe it. It was, I'm not Cantering saying it was that, not oh. enjoyable, but it was just, yeah, it was just mind numbing, really. So, so I, I, I don't recommend it at all. Um, but I suppose there are occasions when you just need to get it done, maybe. I don't know. Depends how much you care about the end result. Countering that, we've got Subsonic uh, on Twitch who's saying, material farming is a great zen after a tough day at work, in his opinion. Well, that's... Yeah, okay, fine. I, um, yeah, I guess... Yeah, you do you, I guess. Is, you know, yeah. And we all do each other. Um, that, that phrase. Far be it for us to tell you how to play the video game. Exactly, yes. <laughs> uh, and I have to admit, I mean, I... Whilst I felt sick, I was loving just hoovering up, you know, little bits of iron and all these shitty little grade one mats that I've used up over time. I was I was quite enjoying just hoovering them up yesterday. 
I, I will say I do like, and this is particularly um, a thing for me in VR. Actually, maybe is is I, I do I do quite like the repetitive things in VR. Some of my favourite mm -hmm. times in VR was when I was. Um, yeah, I will say grinding is the best word for it. Um, <laughs> rank, you know, in a federation rank, because I wanted mm -hmm. to get the Corvette. So I was just doing the same, I think it was trade loops or mission loops. I can't remember what, but round and round and round and round. And actually, yeah, okay. I did did enjoy that. Yeah, so yeah, the one thing, moving the one on thing to... About... Do you want to get your, get yeah. your thing in and then I'll go No, no, break. go on, Ben. Go. I, I, I was just going to push on. Okay. Um, so Greg Rickshaw's saying the thing that I changed about my mind about most was open. I loved it at the start, and then I avoided it. And now I really wished it was just open. The game was so much richer, warts and all, when everybody was just in open. Uh, the game, the game as a product, is a thousand times better. But I really miss the interactions. Yeah, I must admit that is that is an, an issue about the when you go solo, when you go private. I mean, yeah, they they've, they're trying to solve this a little bit with by having the uh, the system chat window across all three uh, instances, if you like. But yeah, sometimes sometimes the interaction you do feel like you're missing out sometimes in open, but it's always that 0.1% that seems to cause the problems. I um. I... It's, an, it's a really interesting one, this, actually. The other thing I was thinking as I as, um, Ben was reading this was, while I totally support the modes, and there was a comment from Phoenix Blue in chat, yeah, I mean, I, I think the modes work brilliantly in lots of different ways. But, but what is a bit sad is, um, and I see it definitely a lot in my own friends list, you know, when I log in, is people have their own affiliations you know there's obviously a lot of people in the burr pit um the burrs being streamers obviously tend to play in a private group well exclusively um i think and i think as a consequence of that a lot of the people that i know in the burr pit are also in that private group and then obviously there's other there's other people that have their own private groups and it it does divide the community you know i play exclusively in open so i log in and i've got sort of eight a dozen friends on but we're scattered across three different private boops a couple in solo and a couple in open so um yeah it, it's a bit of a shame that it divides the community in that way mm. yeah which brings you on to you alec oh it does um, i only just threw this in because i was i'm struggling to think of an example but there, i suppose there is a glaring one um <laughs> which is that Basically, ever since 1984, I have loved Elite as a spaceflight game. Um, I've often espoused that and said, you know, what I love about the game is flying spaceships. Um, and when Horizon's out, what I was... I won't say I was averse to it, but but I had no conception of how much I would end up loving being in the SRV. Um, that was quite a surprise. It, you know, it's, obviously, I deployed the SRV to go and explore that new bit of gameplay and collect mats and um i just love it and and if i'm truly honest with myself i'd probably enjoy driving the srv more than flying ships which is uh quite a surprise yeah well you've got um yeah you've got your uh <laughs> your reputation now haven't you yeah i mean yeah it, it, it's one of those things i suppose i got i got good at it and when you when you're good at something it it is fun 
I'm not saying I'm bad at flying a ship, but um, yeah. The, yeah, you the said other it thing... now. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> We're just going to have to take that as red now. Bad at flying a ship. Alex, Alec, Alec is bad at spaceships. Roger that. I've got you. There it is. Very on true. Damn. Breaking news, gang. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I, did, I didn't really enjoy the on-foot stuff when Odyssey came out. I didn't really want it. Um, but actually, I'm I'm coming around to it. The um, you know the the, the biology game, the exobiology gameplay has sort of got me into the idea of being on foot, and I quite enjoy running around. And the, and the Spire platform game, I have to confess, I'm I'm loving it. So uh, yeah, on foot's growing on me. <laughs> uh, and finally, we have Paul Eutropus, which I'm hoping I've got right. Um, fleet carriers. Um, I've resisted for a couple of years because of the cost and the early negative press from some content creators. But in the end, I got one, and I haven't looked back since. Negative com negative yeah, press from content. Yeah. Who said, who, oh, who said there was shit? I'm going to have a word. <laughs> oh, there'll be yammocks. <laughs> I yammocks will have to say that fleet shit. carriers are shit and we shouldn't have them. They're glorified menus. Anytime, anywhere. <laughs> It is getting to the point, though, that I, I mean, I must admit, with some of this content, I'm feeling that I need to get myself a fleet carrier just yeah, to make things do. a little bit easier. Because, <laughs> yeah, Little Biggins just said a uh, fleet carrier is a big bag of holding. Hell yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I must admit, I'm slightly. It's resentful. It's almost resentful. Um, I sort of reluctantly feel I need a fleet carrier, not need one, but it's just, you know, like this recent mission where it, it turns out that the the materials that you need to hand in for the first part of the Spire mission, you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can have them all stockpiled on your fleet carrier and mm -hmm. then just load up and get the mission. And it's like, oh, it's a bit... Yeah. It's a bit crap. It's I'm, cheesing also, it. I'm also slightly resentful of the fact that, fact that I'm lucky if I can complete three of these a week and there's presumably people <laughs> handing in hundreds of them. I don't, I don't know why. Why should I care? I don't know why I care. I shouldn't care if they yeah. want to hand in hundreds of them because they've got them and they fleet carry. Good luck to them, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, that brings us to the end of the list. Good question, Claire, I thought. Uh, yeah, there'll be, there'll, be, uh, there'll be another question. I'm like, I'm really sorry for those of you who respond in Discord usually. I'm really sorry, but I didn't put it in Discord this week. And I realised that at probably about two hours ago, I realised that I hadn't put it in Discord. And by that point, we deemed it was too late for me to do so. So next week or on this weekend, I will endeavour to put it in Discord. Also, come join our Discord. Excellent, excellent. Oh, we've got Captain MD Raider raiding us. I think he's by himself, yep. but he's we're yep. still a raid. He is raided us. He's raided us with a party of twenty-three. Welcome, Ninning. Oh, welcome, welcome in, to twenty-three. Okay. I was gonna, I was gonna raid you. I was gonna raid you at the end of the stream. Turns out we're not gonna do that. So you know, oh, cool. Well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What, unfortunately, what you, raid you raid each other. Um. Uh. Uh. Um, the world turns in on itself and Twitch dies. Yeah, it's like <laughs> and it's I like it's like you end the internet when you take Google into we Google. That, we, we divide by zero. That's what happens. <laughs> right. Well, I'm afraid, although all you readers, you've just arrived in time for us to to, to sign out. So these are our <laughs> shout-outs. <laughs> Timing, guys. <laughs> it's all good. Um, 
Right, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthebug.com. Uh, for the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, you can check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. Uh, we'll also give shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. That will be um, The Guard Frequency and The Lovely Loose Screws, who love cheese. Uh, and following this, we all have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. We'd like to thank all those who've chipped in in the Twitch chat. And have you had any in-game commanders bed? Of no, but I have been solo? several hundred. Oh, I'm in open, but I'm I am several hundred light years away. So yeah, I'm not surprised nobody's come to say hi. Fair enough then. Uh, we'll also say special thanks to Commander Tokuso, JN Tracks, and Alan Stroud, who have created music that we use in the show. So that's it for yet another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can find the contact links in the home slash contact us menu of the laveradio.com website. Uh, do let us know if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. And I am checking the emails. Honest. Um, Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out live on laveradio.com slash live. Mm. So, thanks to Ben. Thank you, Colin. Thanks to Claire. Thanks, gang. Thanks to Alec. Thanks, Colin. And remember, folks, there's no wrong way to play the game. <laughs> and, of course, special thanks goes to today's tech specialist, the Chris Mark 5. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? Is that like someone having an orange inserted? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see the galaxy.
Galnet News Digest, 14th of November 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, an Imperial research scientist suggests that killing those rescued from the Thargoid Titans might be necessary. President-elect Winters, entirely unsurprisingly, rejects Hudson's parting proposals. And we consider whether Professor Palin's poisoning plan bears a similarity to Commander John Jameson's mycoid virus. Opinions are as mixed about the Thargoid Titan returnees in the Empire as elsewhere. But a call this week to consider euthanasia for them has caused widespread dismay. The call comes from an article in the Citizens Chronicle written by Dr Zoe Terentia, chief researcher at Camadino Medipure. Dr Terentia claims to have detected autoimmune responses in Imperial subjects who have been rescued from the Titans. Autoimmunity is where the body has an immune response against itself, sometimes as a result of invasive viruses mutating cells. In this case, the cause seems to be caused by barely detectable physiological changes and is not in itself life-threatening. But Dr Terentia sees the immune responses as evidence that the Thargoids have in some subtle way changed their captives' physiology. Describing these changes as mutations, Dr Terentia recommended that those rescued from the Titans should be moved to a secure location outside inhabited space and monitored closely for any further signs of mutation. If there is any risk of the Thargoid mutation spreading to the wider population, Dr Terentia recommends that those rescued should be put to death and the bodies treated as biohazard material. Senator Caspian Leopold, who is part of the Imperial delegation to Aegis, agreed that caution is vital and that those rescued must remain in enforced medical isolation whilst there is any doubt about the safety of rehabilitating them into society. However, he rejected both Dr Terentia's demand for extreme levels of biosecurity and Azimuth's earlier demand to be allowed to investigate and experiment on those rescued. Describing Azimuth as butchers, he said the Senate has rejected Azimuth Nassim Qadir's request and said that the Empire continues to hold that it wants no further association with Salvation's organisation. Addressing Dr Terentia's concerns, he pointed to research carried out by the Imperial Science Academy which identified tissue scarring in the bodies of those rescued from the Titans. Its xenological expert, Ivano Columbera, reported that the life support systems used by the Thargoids were intrusive and the Academy considered a limited immune response to the Thargoid technology to be perfectly normal. This does, however, leave open the so-called War of the Worlds question of whether separately evolved and previously isolated organisms such as the Thargoids might be harbouring viruses or other pathogens that might prove deadly to humanity. And there are still those who believe the far-fetched theory that those rescued from the Titans might, after their release back into society, turn into a zombie army fighting on behalf of the Thargoids and probably wearing caustic green suit cosmetics to show which side they're fighting on. That's clearly never going to happen. President-elect Winters says she'll fight President Hudson's valedictory salvo of legislation. 
but Core Dynamics says that it welcomes the massive tax rebates that have been proposed. According to Winters, Hudson's draft legislation has only been put forward because of Jerome Archer's poor performance in the polls. Winters didn't bring out a huge vote, but it was enough to defeat Hudson's chosen successor, Archer, who was immensely unpopular, mainly because he was responsible for the creation of the domestic spy network, the Proactive Detection Bureau. Archer will become the shadow president, and Winters is convinced that Hudson is attempting to tip politics in his favour, and to make life difficult for her in what is technically her second term. Hudson's proposals are to have a publicly funded right-wing think tank, a media regulation authority that will be in the pocket of the Republicans, to provide the Proactive Detection Bureau, which Winters has pledged to abolish, with military technology, and give massive tax breaks to military contractors such as Core Dynamics. Core Dynamics CEO Owen McKenna has said that the tax cuts will help offset the reduced military spending that he alleges Winters has proposed, and help to keep Core profitable. McKenna also pointed out that cutting military spending in the middle of the Thargoid invasion makes no sense at all. President Hudson has passed form working behind the scenes with Core Dynamics. After his close friend, Fleet Admiral Vincent, had sabotaged President Halsey's policies on onion head control, it was also Vincent who sabotaged the presidential flight Starship One, leading to the loss for nearly a year of President Halsey and to Hudson's ascendance to the presidency. It was years later, in 3307, that Vincent was found guilty of having received bribes from Core Dynamics to sabotage the Starship, ostensibly to prevent Halsey from cutting military spending. Vincent was denied a public trial and is held in solitary confinement in a high-security facility, so he has not had the opportunity to implicate Hudson. However, suspicions in liberal circles are strong that Hudson may have backed the attempted assassination of his predecessor in order to gain power. The only complication in this theory is that the CEO of Core Dynamics at the time was Jupiter Rochester, one of the sons of liberal president-elect Isolde Rochester, Winter's second-in-command. Like Vincent, Jupiter Rochester is serving a life sentence following his failed insurrection against the people of the Federation. Peace activists have been expressing concern that Professor Palin's plan to poison the spire sites may become a repeat of the disastrous mycoid virus incident. Palin, working with Aegis, has identified that the Spire sites are being used to resupply essential materials to the Titan motherships, which form the core of the Thargoid invasion. Aegis has established a programme of systematic sabotage of the materials at the Spire sites. Coordinated from rescue ships, commanders bring back commodities gathered from the Spire sites, which are then converted into a contaminant that is placed into containers on the Spires and which Professor Palin hopes will impact the ongoing operation of the Titans. The plan to introduce contaminants into the Thargoid hive ships 
bears some resemblance to the sabotage of an earlier type of Thargoid mothership in 3351, when a commander, John Jameson, delivered a contaminant known as the mycoid virus, developed by Inra, in association with azimuth biochemicals. The effect was reportedly devastating, with both Thargoid technology and the Thargoids themselves severely damaged. The attempted strike by the same organisation that made a second attempt at genocide in August last year using the Proteus Wave weapon was widely condemned as unethical and the discovery of Azimuth's involvement played some part in its fall from favour. However, it is undeniable that the subsequent Thargoid retreat led to more than 150 years of peace. It is unclear what effect Professor Palin's contaminant will have on the modern hive ships. Will it simply reduce their effectiveness, making them vulnerable to being driven out of human space? Or will the Thargoids crewing them be wiped out in a similar manner to victims of the mycoid virus? What actions are ethical in times of war? Can we legitimately do anything we need to protect our homeworlds? Or do we need to think of the Thargoids as sentient beings who deserve compassion too, even as they strike deep into our territory. The morality of war is complex. But for many of us, these ethical matters are moot because it's way too difficult to get our hands on the semi-refined spire minerals that are needed for the contaminant, even if we wanted to. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.